It's the True Penny Show with your host, James True Penny. Hello, my name's James This is the True Penny Show. It's my show. Today, we're going to take a steady path down the garden New Japan Pro Wrestling and the absolute trauma that it's caused everyone for the last two days. Now, I'm not going to be all shouty like I normally on in the intro, because that's not fair. You probably need some time to reflect, to think about what has happened. And, and quite frankly, I, I personally think it's amazing. However, not everyone is of the same mind. And to join me, there's two people of very different minds. First of all, Mr. Marcus Green of Baton Rouge, Louisiana. How are you, sir? I'm good. I'm glad to be back close things out oh yes we have uh we have the two men who have guided us through this new japan cup and to this cusp of wrestling culmination shall we say the man who's been there all along is mr john donsdale john bonsdale john dinsdale of steel chair magazine how are you sir i, I was i was okay until you bungled my name john donsdale <laughs> sorry mate what a what a trip we've been on Indeed, we have. Uh, Alex Watts, uh, wife and partner, uh, Rebecca, was on Twitter earlier and told him that he told, well, stated that he was actually still in bed at at 12 o'clock. And I suggested that he needed to get up and watch the wrestling very quickly. And then Alex very excitedly tried to explain this whole situation to Rebecca, who has no interest in pro wrestling whatsoever and was a bit lost. And to be honest, to a deep pro wrestling fan, a bit lost is where we are. But let's start at the beginning. Remember Saturday morning and how everything was joyful and peaceful in the world and the, there was great light. All we had to worry about was a global pandemic. Now, this New Japan Cup final. We started off with great, great bash shield, Togi Makabe, Tomiyaki Homba, and they defeated Yosasuji and Yue Uemura. I think it's a returning Uemura, isn't it? I think he's come back from uh, the LA Dojo. Nice to see him. 3,318 people at Sakajo Hall in a socially distanced event. The first live wrestling show to be back in Japan since the break for COVID-19. John, what's your thoughts on this one? Yeah, this was pretty good. You, you know what you're going to get with a young lion tag match, especially when they're against vets like Honma and Makabe. You get a lot of fun spots, Suji being Suji. And yeah, just open the show on a high note and the crowd seemed to love it. Marcus, what's your thoughts on this one? Yeah, same. I really dug it. I mean, those are two of the best, you know, those two young lines are, are two of the best, you know, and the brightest we have for the future. And seeing them uh, go head up like that against uh, two very established veterans and, and try to trade, uh, if the match got deeper, try to get, go deep into their very limited but very uh, fundamentally sound arsenal. Only, only to be put away with a, a beautiful bridge in German. I, I thought that was uh, <laughs> kind of serendipitous, if you will. But I, I thought it was a really great showing for those guys. Yeah, and Togi Makabe showing some chops. He wasn't just battering people. He had some wrestling to put in there as well. Yotasu, yeah. arguably man of the tournament, I think, in some of the performances he's put in as a ring boy, as a tag wrestler, as a singles wrestler. Arguably, he's had the best tournament of anyone because he was barely noticeable before he started, and certainly people do notice him now. Okay, then, second match in was Tenkoji, Hiroshi Tenzan and Satoshi Kojima, the most decorated tag team in New Japan Pro Wrestling history, against Hiroki Goto and Gabriel Kidd. Guess who got pinned in this one? Nine minutes and 57 seconds. Gabriel Kidd looking really, really good, as he always does. Maybe not facing up to the Honma there in uh, his uh, match being really aggressive wasn't the best idea. Marcus, your thoughts on this one? Yeah. Um, good on the kid, but uh, not quite uh, not quite ready. No. Um, but uh, <laughs> with that close line. But, um, or should I say Larry? But uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, I think um, putting him with guys like Goto and obviously uh, against guys like Tad and Tenko G, it's only going to make him get better. You know, uh, I think I might put him slightly behind um, Suji and, and Yuya, but yeah. uh, he's not far. But, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, it, it, he got to be in more situations like that. So, But, yeah, it's just uh, close but not close enough. 
your boy Goto did not have the best of weekends, but I best we should talk about that the next night, really. What's your yeah. thoughts on this one, John? We got Happy Dad Goto, which is probably my <laughs> favourite Goto. Whenever he's in a young line tag match, he just and they start doing stuff, he just looks like the world's proudest father. And that Sausage Goto. That just always boosts those types of matches for me. Aww. Okay. Because, you know, Goto actually has some... I can't say that. I like Goto. Goto's lovely. He is. Well, Marcus likes Goto. Everyone likes Goto. There's well, there, no was a, Goto. there was a period I hated him because he kept getting put in matches against Taichi and beating him. But then he sort of went to the LA Dojo, came back. And ever since then, he's been, like, revitalized, refreshed. And, yeah, happy dad Goto. If you think we're picking on John for liking Tai Chi, you'd be right. Um, it's, moving on. It's only going to get worse. <laughs> Master Wato making his major, well, uh, main roster debut, defeated Dookie in 7 minutes and 46 seconds. The boys at uh, Cage Mac give this 6.16. They only give you the rating if it goes above 5. So, obviously, quite a lot of love for this match. I'll be honest, kind of washed over me. I'm not convinced by Master Wato's. Um, new gimmick. It was Kuwato, who obviously had a really sterling one as a junior uh, heavyweight young boy a couple of years ago. Been off on his excursion and has seemed to have found the dye job quite quite the dye shop or dye, dye at the hairdressers quite readily. Has sparkle blue hair. I just don't see where it's coming from or where it's going to. But I kind of felt the same way as about the time bomb when he came back as well. But there's a lot more about Hiromi Takahashi than there is Kuwato. So I'm not convinced about this. John, are you? Uh, can you remember when I said that the uh, where the Grandmaster vignettes were probably a Taguchi character for Dominion? Yeah. Ah, boy, boy was I wrong. <laughs> I, I don't know what to make of this. Because, like, Wato's fighting style's pretty cool. He's got a lot of cool kicks. It's very martial arts inspired. It's quite movie-esque. But then he looks like a Power Ranger. Yeah. I, I can't shake the Power Ranger look. And I don't know, I might have taken a bit out of this match because I had a banjo cover of Bloody Slayers Raining Blood on because <laughs> it popped up on my Twitter feed at the same time. So I'm just watching Doki throw a Wato around ringside as there's a guy jamming away on a banjo. That that was uh, that was actually my fault. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my mate El Pupe, uh, who used to write for us to talk with me and Marcus, and we followed each other for years, we're swapping back and forth um, uh, videos of um, covers of rock music by uh, bands from different genres. So that'll be the reason why you got that. <laughs> to be fair, I was, I was familiar with Rob Scallion Scan for a long time because he made what he called a gent stick, which was just a, like a single string attached to a shovel. <laughs> and he'd play, like, do full covers of songs on that one string. Yeah, proper diddly bow. Anyway, Marcus, what's your thoughts on Master Wato and his fellow turquoise trousers? Yeah, it's funny. I feel like I'm a, I'm a mix between like being caught between the two of y'all because this is kind of like um, I've seen Doki before, um, but this is kind of my introduction to Wato. And it's funny that um, John said he looked like a, a, um, a Power Ranger because I thought I, that Doki kind of looked like a, a Mortal Kombat villain. <laughs> um, but yeah, like you, Dan, just kind of just kind of washed over me. Um, tried to pick up. The, I mean, obviously, Walter uh, picked up the pace um, and stuff, and ultimately got the win. But yeah, by the time I was done, I, I kind of had you know, by the time I got to the next match, I had already forgotten it. So yeah, yeah I think this is the problem. And they did after the match try and give it some heat because Dookie attacked Wato after the match in an aggressive manner with his bike. And then uh, Hiroshi Tenzan came down to give the young man some rub and prep them for their tag match for the next day. Uh, but it just it just seemed tacked on. I mean, Wato was happy. Goes, he smiled. He did. He's a perfectly serviceable wrestler. It just looks wrong on so many levels. But there you go. I feel like it'd have had more impact if he'd beaten a young lion. To be honest. Yeah, I mean, well, Dookie's kind of Dookie doesn't get many wins, does he? He's, He's a jobber to the stars, as the old guys would say, really. So, I mean, Dookie does win occasionally. He beats young guys quite on a regular basis, but he's he's there basically to take pins. He's waiting for an opportunity, as the WWE would say. So I guess it was a bit more impressive than, say, beating Yotasuji or uh, Gabriel Kidd. But 
uh, yeah, it just doesn't seem to have any traction right now. But we'll see, no doubt. Bullet Club, Taiji Ishimori and Yujiro Yu- 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 Takahashi defeated Los Ignorables Day upon Bushi and Sonada in 9 minutes and 20 seconds. Were Yujiro Takahashi taking a pinfall victory over Bushi? This doesn't happen very often. And it, first of all, in my head, it popped that it signified, right, now the New Japan Cup's over, we're back to normal, and heavyweights will always beat juniors. They were trans- making sure you understood that. But there was a bit of foreshadowing as to what would happen later in the evening when a dark victory from an unexpected place. What are your thoughts on this one, Marcus? It's funny. I was thinking, I guess I'm guessing this is what this this is uh, what they give us in place of Peter because we can't get Peter, so they give us a, a Ujiro, <laughs> a rare Ujiro pen. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, the, the match was going like you said. It, it was uh, it was some foreshadowing. I, I I like to see it because I, I oftentimes the probably don't take Ujiro seriously um, as I as I want to. And these performances kind of. Uh, you know, kind of break away at that at that that notion. So, um, yeah, it was it was cool, uh, but again, this was more foreshadowing than anything. So, yeah, you you have to bear in mind, Yujiro Takahashi is a former never open, never never division openweight champion and a former IWGP junior heavyweight champion with Tetsuya Naito. Yeah. Anyway, what's your thoughts on this one, John? Yeah, it's it's one of those matches where you start looking at it, it's like ah, it's just a basic undercard tag match then you remember all the history with it and it's yeah. just oh okay Takashi <laughs> just got a win that's weird you got it over a member of LIJ that's weirder Wonder what... then you shrug it off and then by the end of the night you're like it was a sign <laughs> especially as it's Bushy who like you know Bushy is designated pin eater in LIJ however He's very good, and he doesn't always lose that often. And you were kind of thinking L.I.J. had up the momentum because they've lost some bits and pieces. No. I was just uh, expecting Sonata to pa- pin Takahashi, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of really, I kind of thinking as well. But there you go. It was interesting. And then Suzuki gone. El Desperado, Minoru Suzuki, Taichi, and Zack Sabre Jr. defeated Arashi Tanahashi, Kota Ibushi, Raisuki Taguchi and Yuji Nagata in 12 minutes and 43 seconds in a perfectly serviceable match that I can't remember anything about. <laughs> it was the standard Suzuki Gun match. It, everything went everywhere. They got back in the ring. There was a win. Uh, John, what's your thoughts on this one? See, now that we've seen Dominion, this match gets slightly downgraded to me because I thought this was a setup for like the Dangerous Techers match that would follow mm. like the night after because they went very heavy on... Abushi and Tanahashi, so I thought, okay, good, they're weakening their opponents for the next night. They um, went after Tanahashi's knees a lot, and then that didn't really play into the match. Afterwards, I thought, right, obviously they don't think Taichi and ZSJ can be golden ace in a straight-up match, so we'll have them weaken them the night before in a tag match. So I half expected, like, Tanahashi to come out hobbling. He didn't, but... That's what I thought this entire match was for, but it wasn't. No. It gives the Desperado a win, though, and I will never sniff at that. Indeed. Desperado deserves his opportunities, which we will talk about later. Marcus, your thoughts on this for this four-a-side affair? Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of glad you kicked it off the way you did, because um, to me, the best way to, to remember this match is it basically was um, like the Golden Aces versus uh, Zack Sabre Jr. and that other guy. Um, everybody else was kind of just kind of window dressing um not to take away from their contribution but that's kind of where the focus was and 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 like john said it was kind of you know to get you to that little inkling into that 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 match on dominion but uh yeah that's that's pretty much my my biggest takeaway from it yeah yeah i would agree with it. it 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 did what it needed to do but it wasn't anything particularly spectacular um which was fine for what it was i mean this card, I don't think this card was necessarily as good as it could have been. Having said that, they're running with a limited roster and they've got to do the things they need to do to tell the stories they're trying to tell. Yeah. And yeah. really, this was a one-match show. Everything else didn't need to happen, but this, the main event definitely did, and that's all you really need to know about this show. Essentially, it was it was a three-hour show that needed only to be 45 minutes long. <laughs> but 
but there was but you've got to employ people and you, you can't sell tickets for a 45 minute show um right then the next matchup was losing the Rables de Japon, Hiromu Takahashi, Shingo Takagi, and Tetsuya Nato, victorious against Sho, Tomohiro Ishii, and Toriyano in 15 minutes straight. This was lovely. I've got to say, Toriyano and Tomohiro Ishii have been practicing. Come across like the friggin' Midnight Express. I'll be honest with you. They were awesome. And LIJ's tag chops are always the best in the business. And show making a good showing in, against the Kage. They started off the match with some throwing some forearms. There was a lot of individual and group stories being told, and the match ends with um, Naito, Shingo Takagi, and Hiromu Takashi with all the belts showing how strong and dominant LIJ are. And, well, it's not going to stay that way. But, Marcus, what are your thoughts on this one? Because this was the actual important tag match of the night. Yeah, I dug this match a lot. Um, and it's always awkward, kind of uh, not rooting for Ishii. But I never tire of seeing, like, the cohesion and the fluidity that comes with LIJ. Yeah. Specifically when you look at, like, these are their three aces. Like, Takahashi, uh, Shingo, and, and Naito. Um, those guys are... Uh, you know, the studs. So, you know, to see them work together was really great. And like, and then Ishii and then Yano is a, could, could, just on paper, could be a match made in heaven or hell. Um, <laughs> but luckily, you know, Yano is just that, that really great wild card, and, and Ishii can just work with anybody. So, um, yeah, I, I really, I really dug this match. And obviously, uh, <laughs> LIJ got the win to uh, kind of set up a, a a more feel-good story, which may have been one of the last of these uh, of this weekend. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this this was like you said, this was kind of um, it was a one-match show, but but this this definitely is, is was one to tune into. Yeah, this was the last time we were happy, John. <laughs> See, I am. Um, I started off with a, like a little chuckle because I kind of like. I've just realized Hiromu Takahashi has beaten all three of these guys now. In Yeah, yes. Yeah. He's beaten Sho, he's beaten Ishii, he's beaten Yano. So I was sort of like, well, Takahashi's the ace here now. And it's just yeah, it was a fun match. It's always gr- you always get great tag bouts with LIJ. Yano and Ishii have kind of become tag team specialists at this point. Sho was there to get back at like to get into Kagi's face and Everything did its job. It was fun. It was fast. And yeah, it was the last time we were happy. It was the last time we were happy. Actually, Yano and Ishii, former IWGP heavyweight tag team champions, they're no slouches, but they're actually better working as a team now than they were back then. Because back then, it was like Tomohiro doing all the work by himself and Yano were coming to get the cover. <laughs> Whereas now they're actually a proper tag team. And I'm not kidding. They look like the Young Bucks. It's, it's, it's quite remarkable to see. But. We shall move on. Now then, gentlemen, I'm sure you'll agree that when we started this journey three weeks ago, we probably thought, ha, New Japan Cup, nice way to gently reintroduce the audience into something new. And we'll get a challenger for the IWGP Heavyweight and Intercontinental Championships at Dominion. But it'll be somebody who isn't really going to win. Maybe they'll break out a mid-card star and give somebody a fresh look and maybe a couple of big wins over Tanahashi or Ibushi or Okada. And and then it'll be just like, as it has been for the New Japan Cup, I mean, last year when Okada went straight through the field and beat Jay White at Masterson Square Garden, that was that was just a one-off, wasn't it, surely? They, they can't happen again. They won't just, like, break somebody out through the championship. Uh, and, and then this happened. So, <laughs> we get to the main event, which is Kazuchika Okada versus Evil. Now, it was never going to be a classic because Evil doesn't produce classic wrestling matches. He produces drama. That's what he's after, and there was no more dramatic match than this. What was amazing was the... What was amazing about this match was that uh, Carter versus Evil was such a brilliant like strategy from a, a main event point of view. Um, and then... Um, where was I? <laughs> Sorry, I just had a bunch of messages come through my phone. I shouldn't, I shouldn't notify them off. But Evil versus Kazuchika Okada, 31 minutes and 50 seconds. 
it was perfectly serviceable what it was, but the key thing was evil turning on Los Ignorables de Habon in a big, big way. What's your thoughts on this, John? Because this is going to be major. See, going into this match, before all the big BCBS happened, it was inter- It was interesting because you didn't really know who was going to win. Evil's been on the heelish turn, living up to his name, breaking people with chairs. And Okada is Okada. You, you never bet against Okada if you're a smart like New Japan fan because you never know when the company's just going to be like, right, we need we need Okada back, we need RAS. And as you said, when you ran through the cup last year, I thought, oh, they're just going to have history repeat itself. It's like Evil's had this nice character building bit that built some tension, but Okada's probably going to take this like he crushed my dreams of Tan- Takahashi winning. Then you get this 30 minute, what, 31 minute sort of drama filled, very willy wanty, be a dick type match. It's not a wrestling classic by any stretch, but it, it's fun. It's It does what it, it's supposed to do. Evil hits hard, Okada hits back hard. They both just go hell for leather. And then you get the finish where, again, evil, evil's a dick because. Someone came out, and I don't know how you were planning to do the reveal, but uh, originally Gedo ran out, and he he, yeah. he he teases Okada, and you're like, okay, yeah, okay, I see where this is going. He beat Okada, beat him in the first round. Gedo's gonna try and cost him the big thing. Then Evil kicks Okada in the balls for I think the third time in that match. Yeah. Hits everything is evil. Wins the New Japan Cup. Naito comes out. You get the... They go for the fist bump and then... Evil does something very unusual. He does a too sweet. And everyone's like, what? And that's it. Naito's laid out and everything is evil. And... Evil's now in Bullet Club. <laughs> You're like, what? <laughs> like... I've... I think this should be on the video of him putting his fingers up for the two sweet. There should just be a ping. Because, <laughs> like, we knew there was going to, if Evil won, there was going to be tension. But we didn't expect this. I don't think any of us expected this. Oh, definitely not. And, you know, again, the person who makes the play is Yujihiro Takahashi. And if you look back at the history of Bullet Club and the history of the IWGP Heavyweight Championship, who turned first to win the IWGP Heavyweight Championship for Bullet Club? It was Yujiro Takahashi when he left Chaos for Bullet Club, and he managed to put a Death Valley driver on Okada so he would lose the IWGP Heavyweight Championship to AJ Styles. And yes, on Friday, on Saturday, he put a Death Valley driver on Okada so he would lose the New Japan Cup to Evil. That's two major figures in Bullet Club history because, let's face it, uh, Evil is already a major part of Bullet Club history, uh, even though he's only been there for like, a few hours, because it's friggin' evil in Bullet Club, and it's just a mind meld. But there we go. So, Marcus, what's your thoughts on the whole of this? Yeah, it's funny. Um, as as we prepare to go into it, I mean, like you guys said, in terms of the match itself, no classic by any stretch. I, mean, I think you said it perfectly on Twitter, James. The match of the tournament was... was um, Ishii and Takahashi. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're absolutely right on that. Uh, but it's had a lot of drama. And it's it's funny because the more we talk about it, the more, I guess, I ease into the the evil of it all, no pun intended. But um, because it feels like in a lot of ways it's been coming for a while. Um, it's because he, and it's funny, I, I wonder if the, like, the plans behind the scenes was whether they're teetering on it being like evil or um, between like evil and Sonata. Cause I feel like them as a tag team was, was great. And then they kind of separated. I feel like they've been on similar paths in terms of like always almost getting to that brass ring and then not getting it. So yeah. Frustration continues to build. Um, but then, I mean, obviously we got, we got it pulled with evil. So, um, yeah, I mean, it does feel like it's been building and they have been 
building his tactics, dirtier tactics in the match. So it's just when the when the, the level drops like that, you kind of it's kind of awkward because I had kind of gotten used to in a way having a, a sense of space where okay, we we kind of done with the Bullet Club turns for now. Because it's, yeah. it's a, it felt like it was the annual thing that you were like, okay, who's, who's it going to be? This time of year, it's a Bullet Club turn. So <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's it's shocking, but but not completely the surprise. And, and it even helps when you, like you said, they're working with a limited roster. They need a spark of something. This kind of can lead into other things. And when you kind of go back and look at that tag match, um, like the strong core of it now is – Naito, uh, Shingo, and and obviously Takahashi, who is really feels like Naito's you know right hand man at mm. this point. So um, yeah, it's it's just awkward just seeing evil of all people throwing up the Bullet Club sign. But again, <laughs> uh, you can say the same thing about you know Jay White or any of the other more obscure picks over these last few years. So yeah, it's been intriguing to say the least which rolls us into dominion but here's a point at dominion four years ago and here's another point i can remember carl anderson saying happy birthday to bullet club happy birthday to bullet club because dominion is a bullet club show you know it's it's where they win all the time so then uh, we move on to Dominion itself. Raisuki Taguchi, Satoshi Kijima, and Yuji Nagata defeated Gabriel Kidd, Togi Makabe, and Tommy Akahoma in 9 minutes and 25 seconds of a perfectly good serviceable opening tag match. What's your thoughts on this one, Marcus? Yeah, right there with your perfectly good opener uh, tag match. Um, the show was definitely build to kind of get us to that 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 finale if you will but uh yeah like you said perfectly um perfectly fine fine tag match to kind of be almost a, a it's hard to call it a palate cleanser because i don't think we you know anything could have helped um <laughs> unless we outright got maybe um you know like a, a full return of somebody we wasn't expecting or something yeah like you said the perfectly fine tag opener What's your thoughts on this one, John? Yeah, this had its moments. Like, you knew where it was going from the start because there's a team with a young lion on it, but the little exchanges between Makabe and uh, Kojima, bloody Honma and Kojima. <laughs> like, the, the Honma versus Kojima chart fest bit, that was fun. Mm. Where they're just picking each other out of the corner. He's like, no, I'll chop, no, I'll chop, no, I'll chop, no, I'll chop. Granted, Honma is about half the speed of Kojima when it comes to machine gun chops. It was <laughs> funny. And yeah, just nice, non-offensive nice. opener. Yeah, no, well, it's got Honma in it. But yes, nice nice way of moving forward with the story. Okay, we'll it go on to the... It wasn't sad. It wasn't sad. However, this one was all sad. Uh... Tomohiro Ishii, Toriyano, and Yotasuji lost in 10 minutes and 15 seconds to the Los Angeles hit Los Ignorables to Japan. Bushi, Hiromu Takahashi, and Tanada, who had all looked like they'd had their Christmas puppies taken away. Hiromu Takahashi had Y written all over his wrist tape in kanjis. Why, 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 why? They all looked really sad and really lost and still won, which tells you something about Yotasuji's unfortunate performance. What's your thoughts on this one, Marcus? Oh, sorry, John. John, your turn. Man, this was sad. <laughs> the entire match. I think the only person you couldn't tell was properly sad was Bushi because he had an amazing mask on. <laughs> that, that glowing, what looked like a spider mask was just... Um, seriously, Bushi masks are a work of art. I don't think he has a single like bad entrance mask. But other than that, you had Sonata hadn't bothered to dress up. Takahashi walked down to the ring in a very sort of depressed, sullen manner. And they they kind of performed like, as you said, they just lost something. They weren't, they still won, but they weren't, It was, their hearts weren't in it. It was very dejected. It was very business-like. It was just, right, we need to... 
I mean, Sonata tried to have fun with the Paradise Lock bit, but you could tell they were depressed. They were. Even, even well, the most depressed man in the building was Milano Collection AT, New Japan's commentator, and the biggest fan of evil there is. He was very, <laughs> very sad. And that will become to fruition later in the evening. Marcus, what's your thoughts on this match? Yeah, like, like you know, everything you guys said, um, you know, <laughs> definitely with John on the on the bushy, his 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 mask. I don't know if the guy that does uh, Naito suits does his mask as well, but they got some exquisite costuming over there. Um, it got to a point in this match where it felt like everybody just stayed outside. Um, Takahashi was just through with life, and he took <laughs> all of that aggression out on, on Suji. And it felt like it went on forever. <laughs> That's basically what it came down to, because it got to a point like, wow, nobody else, because it felt like I had to remember that it was a tag match, because it, like everybody was on the outside, and I'm like, wow, this is, uh, this is a one-on-one match, and then I had to remember, and then, like I said, he, he uh, just put him out with the, the Boston Crab, but yeah, Hiromu was just completely he was done with it. Like he was done with it. And Suji was kind of his his muse to execute the the you know the pain. So okay, then we'll move on to the next one, which was Suzuki Suzuki Gun, Duki, El Desperado, and Yoshinobu Kanemura. They defeated Hiroshi Tenzan, Master Wato, and Yue Iwamura in nine minutes and forty four seconds. No prizes for guessing who lost this one. Actually, <laughs> this was probably the closest you'd have to a. In the undercard to it, oh, I don't know who might win this one because Doki is a young lion as well, let's not forget. So, uh, is, he <laughs> is he really? He loses think... just as often as them. Yeah, but he's not really, he's got a character and he's allowed to use more moves. Yeah, or... but when you, you think that Amura's on a team with Master Wato, the hot new property they want to try and put over you'd think hmm, maybe you'll maybe you'll get the winning team and we won't see a young lion lose in a oh, tag match again this is what it's like it's like it doesn't seem like we're whole all the way in on this uh mr wato palaver i mean would you be no he looks Why? like Why? he Why? looks like someone Why? saban entertainment have sent down as a promotional character <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. Marcus, I, what do you think of this? Oh, sorry, Johnny, you're not finished yet. I do apologise. Carry on. I, I honestly hope they send down someone in a giant monster costume for him to fight in a cardboard city. Next. Just to really go all in on the Power Ranger gimmick. Yeah. Like, that will sell him to me. I want him to defeat a giant monster in a ring. <laughs> Just do it. Why not? We, we're in an era where anything is possible. Oh dear. Right. <laughs> what do you think of this one, Marcus? Yeah, I love how they made you came to the conclusion that Doki is a young lion with cheat codes. But Marcus always comes up with one statement per episode that you just have to pull out and put in a tagline in a tweet somewhere. <laughs> um yeah, th- this match kinda kinda washed over me. It kinda just felt like Suzuki Gun needs to get the win so they so, like, any Suzuki Gun narrative isn't lost in translation completely over the weekend, even though it is, because uh, it was really it came down to two factions. But, yeah, um, it's going to be interesting going forward because I, I feel like, you know, guys, obviously, when we talk about the New Japan Cup, um, you know, I feel like it, it was for guys like, you know, um, kind of like the smaller guys. Um, they kind of show their aggression and where their goals kind of lie and stuff. And obviously, we're gonna get some uh, more direct intention from Desperado later on. But uh, yeah, this, this match kind of just kind of washed over me um, a, a little bit. So, can I just okay. say that I originally defended Doki when the New Japan the original he originally appeared in the Best of the Super Junior, and now he's just a joke to me. That, that's the power <laughs> of just continuous losses. Oh, dear. Yes. Oh, well. We'll move on to the next one. Taiji Ishimori and Yujiro Takahashi defeated Chaos, Iroki Goto, and Kazuchika Ricada. Yes, actually, that happened in 9 minutes and 42 seconds. And it was Yujiro Takahashi who took the win over Hiroki Goto, which never happens, ever. 
or hasn't done for about 10 years. This was weird, but it was more foreshadowing. There clearly is a big role for our Yujiro at the moment, possibly because the distraction of Peter isn't there. She obviously is a... I don't use the word superfluous because by far the most interesting thing about Yujiro is Peter. So, um, but she was there. She isn't there at the moment. And Yujiro all of a sudden has got a push. And he's pinning people left, right and centre and interfering in big championship matches. And things are going his way. What's your thought on this one, Marcus? Yeah, I almost, I almost shudder to think that Peter not being there is what he's always needed for things to click. Um, yeah. In this part of his career, anyway. Um, but, uh, yeah, as a, you can imagine as a, as a, as a Goto, uh, Stern Goto fan, this is where my head began to tilt with this show. Because I was like, okay, hey, Yujiro getting wins, great. Yujiro getting wins over Goto. Where are we going? What are we doing? And then obviously that coincides with Okada taking the L, which you know is, a, is another narrative over this weekend. Um, but yeah, I mean it's interesting. Like I said, you know he almost feels like he got a, a new look and, and vibe about himself. Obviously, um, I would like as always to see more with Ishimori. But um, like you said, with the history of Ryujiro, it is interesting to see them putting some momentum behind them, specifically with everything going on. That we're going to get to with Bullet Club. So, is he going to take on a bigger role? Is he going to be, you know, doing some other stuff? Is he going to try to put himself in potential title contention elsewhere? We don't know. And as as awkward like I said, as it was to see Goto get pinned, um, there is some intrigue where uh, potential possibilities are right now. See, mm, we shall see. Oh, uh, so then, John, what did you think of this matchup? It, it felt very uncanny valley. Sorry? <laughs> very surrealist. It's oh, kind I... of... You get... I wasn't used to seeing... You get so used to seeing Okada at, like, the second half of the show. So to see him on the fourth match in a in a tag match where he lost to Taiji Shimari and Yujiro Takahashi was just weird. Yeah. I remember, I think we were about an hour into the show when this match came on. And I was there like, wait, Okada's coming out already? And then I was kind of like, wait, no, he's not in the main event. He's not in any of the main event matches. Weird. <laughs> and then he got choked out by Gato with a random rent. I don't even know where the hell he got it from. Probably under the ring. It's just, you know, he had it in his pocket. Oh, okay. Gato <laughs> was just carrying a span around for no reason. <laughs> um, it's like at least when someone got choked with something later on in this show, it made sense because they pulled they pulled it out of their pocket and it was something that you'd associate with choking someone, just carrying a wrench around for no good reason. I just kind of like what, what? This whole thing makes no sense. <laughs> and then Takahashi won for a second night in a row. And I'm just like, am I on? Have I just entered a parallel universe here? Now we've all been on good drugs this weekend. It's called Jello's Booking. It's like I hadn't, I hadn't slept to watch this live, and I'm just kind of like, I, I wonder if I've fallen asleep here, and if this is what my dreams become. <laughs> it was incredibly weird, but it it was memorable clearly because I remember the moments from it. All right then. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it was it was just a bit strange. Overall, um, and yeah, it just a bit feel. It felt like they were changing the direction of the company, though, which is a good thing. Whatever happened, something big was going to happen. He knew it was going to happen now, but something big did happen in the next match. Shingo Takagi defeated Show in twenty minutes and seven seconds. Show pouring in a dominant performance, and Shingo Takagi defending his championship by the skin of his teeth at the end of the match, proving that he's still the bigger and better man. And it's the one big. A stumbling block for show, but show obviously looks a lot stronger coming out of this tournament. He had a good run in the tournament, beat Shingo in the first round, comes back to have a stormy match with Shingo Takagi and kind of sets him up as a as a kind of serious mid card contender, certainly in the junior heavyweight division and maybe in the heavyweight division as well. What are your thoughts on this one, John? This was great. This was so damn good. Like it was just exactly what you'd want. Shingo and Shaw just 
battering each other for 20 minutes. There was no real frills, no pomp and circumstance. It was just like, right, me and you have been at this for ages. You think you can beat me. I know you can't. Bam, bam. Fight for 20 minutes. Both look like stars. Both have amazing performances and the better man won. There's a there's a blueprint for never open weight matches, and it's literally this belt is for people who want to come into a match and beat the piss out of each other. You, yeah. You don't go in to be fancy. You don't go in. I mean, I suppose that kind of changed briefly when Ibushi and Osprey were fighting over it, but like this was great. This was the sort of this was a New Japan match. This is where you like you can look at it and you can say that's a New Japan style of match. And mm. that's that's what you need, especially amongst the sort of uncertainty on the rest of the card. Do something where you could buy into it, have a great match with no shenanigans and just be, yeah, this was perfect for what it needed to be. I would agree with that. It was as good a match as you were going to get out of the pair of them and it, it didn't outshine the main event and everything clicked the way it was supposed to for another Openweight Championship match. It's still a big hitter's title, and though they are more compact and bijou big hitters, they're both big hitters. Marcus, what's your thoughts on this? Yeah, I'm right there with you, gentlemen. I love this match. Um, obviously, I'm, I'm uh, grown to be a big Shingo fan. He's uh, definitely a stud, and, and shows growing in, into one of those roles. Um, it's just cool to see guys that, that have kind of been in a certain space for so long, specifically with him in the tag division, and kind of branch out and put themselves in, in a new light and you can only do that by going against your you know your the Ishii's and your, and your Takagi's not a lot of people that can take you know Shingo to the limit like that but he definitely did that so like you said this is you know the best you can expect uh, you know definitely certainly these guys but also that never open weight championship so yeah this was uh, definitely a highlight for me on this show yeah I would agree with that certainly it was it was just just good good quality professional wrestling which of which you know you only really get in New Japan these days, but yes, excellent. And then we move on to Dangerous Techers. And uh, we forgot about the new challenger. Oh yeah, you're right. Who, I, who I might actually be more excited for than Shingo <laughs> versus Shaw. I think yes, me too, because he's a man whose opportunities always tend to slip him by. As they walked to the back, Shingo, as the new champion, took his uh, run up the main aisle. And got clombered in the back of the head by Desperado, who is challenging Shingo for his next title match at the Never Point Championship. And it is kind of turning into juniors versus heavies. It's like a second junior junior heavyweight championship. <laughs> but it works really well. What's your thoughts on that as a challenger then, John? This is great, because, I mean, just look back to Desperado taking on Ishii. That was one of the best matches from the tournament. It yeah. was. You're right. Desperado carries himself so goddamn well for a for a junior, you have this sort of vision that juniors are mostly like flippy guys. They're lean. They don't maybe hit as hard unless they're against the juniors. And then you've got Desperado, who's built like a tank. He can flip, submit, batter people. He's he's sort of like the dream hybrid junior, almost. Mm. And to have him against Shingo is going to be amazing, because you know for a fact they're just going to batter the hell out of each other. <laughs> what's your thoughts on this as a challenger Marcus yeah I mean like I said I think my favorite part of the tournament um, was you know seeing guys like Takahashi, Desperado um, like Sho and and um, Bushi really get a chance to, to show and prove because um, you know you and I James talked about it before like it's very easy to forget about guys like Bushi and Desperado because of the guys that are standing next to him. Mm. So getting doing to get chances like this to kind of, you know, remind people of just how good they are, you know, aside from a great aesthetic, you know, you, you got to put them in scenarios like this. And I think the, the whole junior versus heavyweight thing is, is really great because it, it really allows that, uh, that new Japan fighting spirit, if you will, and just overall um, vibe and arc inside that arena really, you know, be the defining factor and not, um, you know, the, the, the difference in uh, size or whatever, like we focus on so much over here in the States. So 
Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. But it's, it, it is interesting, and maybe, you know, you guys can enlighten me on this. It does seem like there's more, you know, uh, more of a narrative to take, the literally steal the belts now from the guys when they call them out. Yeah, it does it. Yano started that, really, didn't he? <laughs> and it's what Suzuki done do best, I suppose, really. So then, move on to Dangerous Techers. Tai Chi and Zack Sabre Jr. They defeated Golden Ace, Hiroshi Tanahashi, and Kota Ibushi in what can only really be called 28 minutes and 43 seconds of an execution. This was the end of the line for the Golden Ace. And really, Zack Sabre Jr. and Tai Chi took them apart in very clinical fashion. It gives them a strong title run. They went after Tanahashi's awful knees, which have been, you know, recordably awful for many, many years. And they did everything they possibly could to them. Uh, someone did point out that they seemed to double team Tanahashi for about 10 minutes at one point during the match. And Red Shoes just stood there, which is one thing you could possibly say about that. And I would agree with it. But having said that, this was an absolute corker of a tag team match and possibly the best tag team match we've seen this year. Certainly New Japan and possibly the world. What's your thoughts on this one, Marcus? Yeah, I mean, you know, I said it on, on Twitter. I, I say it here, like, you know, to me, success in Tai Chi cannot, cannot be associated. Uh, <laughs> that's, just, that's just our ongoing narrative. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, it is interesting looking at that that, that particular tag team, um, specifically Zach, who I thought was just a perfect dance partner with somebody like uh, Suzuki. Because in my mind, like, Tai Chi, like, in general, is just a pain. But... Zach is, you know, um, like the very the definition and executioner of like actual pain. So that's it's almost like a, a weird male that actually works ultimately because of those Tai Chi's just machinations and, and Zach's, you know, penchant for just causing over the line torture kind of just melds well together. I just didn't expect, you know, Bushin and Tanashi like the golden aces to drop those out of so soon, but there was a lot of shenanigans on this show overall. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping they get the, the straps back, but like I said, I guess it works for now, but we'll see. Mm. What's your thoughts on this one, John? All hail Holy Emperor Tai Chi and his new belt. Oh, not really, but carry on. <laughs> <laughs> Like, we all know I'm very biased against Tai Chi. I bloody love yes, the guy. Just against Tai Chi. <laughs> but, um, I don't know why, but Hiroshi Tanahashi has a habit of just not holding belts for very long now. Like, he lost the IWGP heavyweight title in his first defense, and now he's lost the tag titles in his first defense. And I wonder if it's just going to be a pattern going for this. This wasn't the type of match I expected at all. As I said, I was originally expecting like it to be that Tai Chi and ZSJ wouldn't have a chance. Like so they've hobbled Tanahashi and then to go from that to twenty eight minutes and forty three seconds of a very at times competitive match and then to just have this long torture sequence for, of Tanahashi was just the second they took Ibushi out with the Iron Fingers, I was like, wait, mm. is he going to get Tanahashi with it as well? And when then, then no, it, you got about, yeah, 10 minutes of him just torturing Tanahashi and it looked so sadistic and so heartbreaking to the audience. It was beautiful because that that's what you want from a new evil tag team. Especially if you're going to use them to spearhead a division, you need them to be merciless. You need them to be evil. Ironically, theme for the whole show apparently, but still, <laughs> the bit with as I said with the dragon screws on Tanahashi's knees, it just looked horrific. And yeah. they've probably crippled Tanahashi for the foreseeable future. It it was a pure dominating sort of closing stretch and you just sort of had red shoes looking on in horror he seemed afraid to break it up despite things he'd do later in the show it was just very dramatic very over the top and just very very fun for me because i love that sort of stuff where it's it's drawn out torture 
Mm. And when you've got like the ultimate dickhead in Tai Chi with the ultimate sadist not called Suzuki in ZSJ, it's that's what you want from a dynamic like that. I think yeah. I'd have been disappointed if they'd won and not done something like this. Mm. But yes, Tai Chi has a new belt and I couldn't be happier. And now we move on to the main trauma of the evening. Uh, the heavyweight championship match for the Intercontinental and Heavyweight Championships, currently owned at the time by Tetsuya Nato, were won by Evil in 37 minutes and 59 seconds and the most bizarre New Japan Pro Wrestling Heavyweight Championship match you can possibly imagine. As you'd expect, with Bullet Club now in firm prime position, there was shenanigans galore. But what most people didn't really expect was A, Evil going all out on his former dojo friend, Tetsuya Nato, but also at the end of the match receiving some help from somebody in a bushy mask that turned out to be former uh, Kai and Tai member and former member of the Far East connection with one Ghetto and Jeddo. That would be Dick Togo, uh, formerly of Kai and Tai in the WWE. And he is the new mentor of Evil in New Japan Pro Wrestling, who takes the IWGP Intercontinental and Heavyweight Championships in 37 minutes and 59 seconds of an absolutely brutal, emotional storytelling match, which no one saw coming. Because if you look at my Twitter feed this morning, it just went, what? When Evil won the championship. Because we all expected Evil to get a nice big match. Oh, he has to turn Evil. He'll, he'll lose the next day. You know, like that's happened a million times before. In the middle of this, though, the thing that really set everybody off was Evil attacking Milano Collection AT, his greatest fan, and pulling him from behind the booth to whip him into the kit, whip him into the guardrail. This was a proper heel turn. Bearing in mind that Evil was already a heel to start with, this was like a heel heel turn, even more heelish than heel. Um, Brandon Tiernan, who used to work with us at Steel Chair Magazine, said. So fans are upset someone called evil is actually evil. And he has a point. <laughs> John, what's your thoughts on this epic main event? Yeah, this this was this is going to be one of the most divisive matches in New Japan history. <laughs> well, the cage, I would just say the cage match cage users rated it 5.54. So to give you some kind of like uh, level the Dangerous Tekka's Gold Mace match got 8.81, and Shingo and Sho got 8.79. So the Tekka's Gold Mace match, which was a interference-strewn mess, was rated three points higher than Evil versus NATO, which was an in- which was an you know an interference-strewn mess. Sorry, John, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I wanted to give you some context. Oh, it's fine. Um, this will be, as I said, divisive as hell because. On one hand, incredibly emotional, incredibly brutal, incredibly risky for Naito's health, and overall just mind-blowingly unique in its approach to a lot of things. Yes. It also was an interference-strewn mess, and ultimately what could have been like the breakup of L.I like the LIJ members, Evil and Naito became a Bullet Club match, which I imagine a lot of people will not have been happy with. And then when the results happened, a lot more people were probably even more unhappy with it. Because this this was something that nobody, I don't think anybody really saw coming, especially, like, I didn't see Evil going over. I saw... A potential DQ, which would have pissed a lot of people off, but it would have prob- probably been what I'd have considered the safest option. Because like, oh, Evil's in Bullet Club. Bullet Club love shenanigans. Naito can't lose the belts just yet. Let's let's have something insane happen that has the match called off. Instead, we get Evil debuting new music, which I really like. A new logo with a Tommy gun, which I really like. New gear, which makes him look like Awesome Kong. I've made that joke about five times since I bloody saw it this morning. And then to come away 
as a double champ with Dick Togo as a manager, <laughs> with Naito being garroted. Uh, yeah, but we might point out actually garroted using a garroted wire. Not a wrench or a spanner, an actual garrot wire. And as I said, I'm, I'm like saying it out loud and I'm still kind of like, this was something I saw this morning and it still doesn't seem real. Like, yeah, no, no, yeah, it, you know, ER Elias, King of Wrestling Illustrated, did post the first thing this morning that was uh, like, did I dream that evil became IWGP heavyweight champion? And uh, I joined Bullet. No, I joined Bullet Club, and I sent sent him a picture of Awesome Kong. Said no, it was a. <laughs> <laughs> There's just something again uncounting valley about it, because yeah. it's otherworldly, is what it is. Absolutely otherworldly. I'm all for it, and I want to see where this goes. Like I don't, I'm not writing this off because, let's face it, how many people. Would have foreseen that a New Japan Cup, which is usually just a nice way to get someone over before we start going into serious stories again, produced the most mind-blowingly weird thing to happen in wrestling this year. Yeah. Like, we've had bloody Firefly Funhouse matches, fucking Boneyard matches, and then all of a sudden, this. This wasn't it, cinematic, but it was no less weird. <laughs> <laughs> it was otherly, otherworldly wrestling for sure. Marcus, you've been a, an LIJ fan for a, a long time. You've been on and off with them. And this is kind of like a major turning point in their story. What do you think of this match and what happens next? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I think that John, you know, gave us all the sentiments you can. Um, I think he really summed it up perfectly. You know, this not not wasn't a cinematic match, but it was no less weird, specifically for people who was like, they not finna pull the trigger on evil. Like, what? That's not even. But I think listening to you guys and talk about, it, I think that's the real evil in it all. Because think about it, like, and James, you you kind of you kind of said it. Like the narrative has been, oh, evil's gonna be there, gonna get, get a great showing, da da da. But you're gonna ultimately lose a million times before, and that's the reason why this this whole thing kind of works. Because yeah. like I'm, I'm I'm sitting listening to you guys, I'm thinking about it, I'm like, think about how long it took in the story behind Naito getting back to the world title and then getting the the IC with it, only to be cut off at the knees when he finally gets back to the mountaintop. Probably for yeah. his last opportunity to do so by a damn pandemic. <laughs> then to have that taken away of, of all people then by evil. And then and probably in evil's mind, his narrative is probably like in his mind, he's probably feel like he's been waiting longer to get that title than Naito has. <laughs> so like like just the, the concept of that, like to the point where like you said, he what he basically killed his biggest fan. Yeah. Um, so he's he's thrown everything to the side to to get, you know, uh, what he feels like he's you know had in his his reach for so long and 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 wasn't able to fully grab, and then you know um, it's just I feel like it's a it's a it's a deep uh, dive that they could do with this because uh, like I said I do think there is some torturous beauty and what we've gotten with Naito now all that time and the fans getting behind him is like y'all got to pull the trigger on Naito it's now never. And we get it, and it's yanked, and it's yanked by who? Evil of all people. So, you know, there's, there's like you said, it's, it's weird, but um, there, there's a lot to be mined there. And I think, I mean, obviously, there's no better company and, and team to do it than in New Japan. So, um, very awkward. And, and obviously, I'm, I'm ne- never really a fan of the hijinks that come with so much Bullet Club interference. It practically ruined the G1 uh, one year. Yeah. But, um, it, it it comes with the territory, like you said, and with them not being having their full roster and, and having everybody, they have to do things to the 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 spark things and to get new blood flowing and new ideas going. So, um, if nothing else, they got the world talking and buzzing um, in in a good way. 
because um, they, they didn't necessarily do something that's like just completely absurd as long time impact fans me and james could sympathize <laughs> that, that uh, particular feeling so um yeah it's just it's just and and for me i didn't know anything about somebody named dick togo but dick togo yeah dick togo so you know somebody named evil living up to their name um siding with somebody whose first name is dick <laughs> like it's almost like a, the perfect story well there is an article on steel show wrestling magazine which i wrote yesterday it went out last night um called solent dick togo which will explain everything you need to know about dick togo <laughs> <laughs> um if you also mentioned that red shoes is an absolute hero yes he is he is With that, like... when he just stood in front of evil using a table as a shield like <laughs> That was the moment where we found out we had the hero we needed, but not the hero we deserved. No. And Sorry, Karen. It was just, this match is so full of moments. That's that's the big takeaway for me is, sure, it wasn't a, a technical masterpiece, but there are so many moments that mean so bloody much that you still you can talk about attacking Milano. Naito's knee breaker through a bloody chair, uh, sorry, table. Yeah, yeah. Milano it, being a, he- sorry, Red Shoes being a hero. The the hopefully gimmicked chair across the head. Dick Togo. Just, yeah, it's, 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 it's almost like he looked at what Jericho did to him and said, hold my beer. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, Jericho did all those things to Evil as well. This has been a long story for Evil to get his due. Yeah. And it goes back to the Animal Hamaguchi days. Um, yeah, it's 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 really interesting. It's it's a really interesting show and a really interesting match. And um, I, I I'm intrigued because it asks so many questions. Like Jay White is supposed to be the leader of Bullet Club. Where does he stand? Uh, Kenta is supposed to be like you know the first lieutenant of Bullet Club. Where does he stand? Where did G.O.D. feel? What did G.O.D. and all the OGs feel about this? Because it was entirely Bullet Club Japan that did this work between them. Dick Togo, Gado, Jedo, Taiji Ishimori, and Yujiro Takahashi. There was no Gaijin voices, and Bullet Club is supposed to be the Gaijin crew, isn't it? So will there be a split in Bullet Club? Is everything okay with Bullet Club? We're back to that famous question once again. Um, all so many things, and reportedly Carl Anderson... And Doc Gallows, Guns and Gallows, heading back to New Japan soon. So many questions that are asked within Bullet Club. So many questions to ask in LIJ. Is this the end of LIJ? And the challenge went out from Hiromo Takahashi to the new heavyweight champion. He wanted his dream was always to challenge for the heavyweight championship and be both heavyweight and junior heavyweight yeah. champion. And maybe he will get his chance. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's definitely interesting because you got to imagine nobody's. I mean, besides Naito, nobody could be more pissed than, than uh, Takahashi because it's like I couldn't have came back. Like, like you know, his career could have been over. Like, I worked hard to get back to this family, and you ruined it. <laughs> so, you know, he's gonna, he's definitely gonna be gunning for him. Yeah, that in-ring breakdown was flaming heartbreaking. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. He he's doing his best impression of the Shawshank Redemption, and it's just. Oh, <laughs> oh I think some... I saw it best on Twitter. Someone had said, New Japan a month ago, we're so happy to be able to spread joy to wrestling fans again. Today, just Haramu's broken face. It's just... I don't think New Japan understand what joy is. No, no. Well, not right now. They're definitely not feeding us joy. It's it's going to be an interesting time. It's definitely going to be an interesting time. We shall see. Oh, right then. Well, thank you for listening to the Troopany Show today. Today, my name's James Troopany, and this has been my show. I'd like to thank Mr. John Dinsdale. Got your name right first time this time. Hey, see, look at that. I'm a presenter and everything. I'm still chair wrestling magazine. Uh, thank you very much for your time today, sir. Where can we find you on your social medias? You can find me at John Deathman on Twitter. It's the gateway to everything you could ever need. My writing, my deathmatch work, my 
inane ramblings about evil joining Bullet Club. You name it, you'll find it there. And obviously, check out Steel Chair, where that writing is presented in a much more professional style. Okay, and we thank Mr. Marcus Green of Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Where can we find you, sir? Yes, sir. You can find me on Twitter at ParadoxKid. Please, logical, humane discussions only. There's enough ignorance <laughs> to start a whole other planet on Twitter. Definitely. All right, then. Thank you very much for listening to us today. I appreciate it. You can find me, James Troopany, at Sherrick Lone Star on Twitter. You can find the show, Troopany Show, on Twitter and on Facebook, The Troopany Show. And also, you can find us on the Patreon at The Troopany Show. And uh, you can keep the Tribune show free forever for everyone. Please listen to, well, go listen to our partners, powerslam.tv, and you can get a free month when you use the code MULLETWATCH. Take care, and we'll see you next week. Bye! Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv.